With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Superb though by Hollow. Cleverly for sharing up. The Bellator has won to spare. And Defoe all the way. Hello there guys and welcome back to another edition of The Last Word on Spurs. This one probably one of the toughest we've had to record so far during the creation of the show. We're going to be looking back on the defeat to Crystal Palace in the FA Cup, which still sounds oh, sounds so wrong to say, out of two cup competitions in four days, helping me try and dissect the next hour Hopefully provide some therapy for this show. I've got Jason McGovern alongside me, joining myself and Jason for this show. We are delighted to have two returning guests to the last one on Spurs. First up, we've got the brilliant Michael Bridge returning from Sky Sports. Joining myself, Jace and Michael, we've also got the return of Sammy Powell. Now, Sammy was on our shows regularly last season. He made us cry tears of laughter. I hope it will be that tonight and not tears of the other kind because it's been such a tough week. Hope you enjoy the show and it provides you with that little bit of therapy you need ahead of Watford to come on Wednesday night. Enjoy it. How are you coping, Jace? I've had better weekends for sure, but I'm not coping too bad. But I'm not so sure I'll give the people that don't want therapy any therapy to become better, if that makes sense. Okay. 
interesting hour ahead for sure. Now, we've got two returning guests to the last word on Spurs. We've been waiting a while to bring this guy back on the show. And he, you know, he was fantastic last season. There was always belly laughs. He made people cry of joy. Sammy, I hope you're going to make us cry of joy again tonight. We need it. The wonderful Sammy Powers back with us. Sammy, how are you? Well, I quite uh, quite possibly might make you quite cry tears of uh, of genuine sadness if you uh, if you want to watch a replay of that match, Ricky. I've got no therapy. I've got real hard facts for you, and I'm going to drum on your head um, like a tambourine uh, with the facts tonight. Um, no therapy, just truth, mate. We're all a little bit um, uh, disillusioned, aren't we? We are at the moment, for sure, for sure. Well, finally, last but certainly not least, we've got the wonderful Michael Bridge, Sky Sports journalist, back with us. Spurs fan, of course, as well. Mike, how are you coping? Thanks for that introduction, Ricky. Uh, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, from a Spurs fan perspective, it's been a tough, tough few days, few like few weeks actually. And uh, seeing that cup draws made me feel a bit worse, to be honest. For as much as Jace, we enjoy seeing Spurs competing in the Champions League. We're established now as a top side in the Premier League. Surely that shouldn't overlook the importance of winning trophies and the League Cup and the FA Cup were our two most genuine chances to win a trophy this season. We've been knocked out of both in what can only be described in football in terms, I have to say, as a week from hell, isn't it? It's not been a good week, that's for sure. And, and yes, I, I, I wouldn't disagree that we should be competing for trophies and that we all want to see us win trophies. Um, where I perhaps are different to most people is in the judgment of trophies currently against a, a, a top four. But yes, Tottenham Hotspur should be aiming to win a trophy and finishing in the top four each season. That's what should the aim be, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, guys, we want to say we've had over 80 questions this week. Incredible feedback from you guys to have that many questions. We, I promise you we're going to try and throw in as many as we can throughout the night. We're going to touch on areas on this show that we haven't done before, like the board, like the manager, and go more in-depth with his comments. Now, we all love Maurizio Pochettino, I'm sure we do. His comments from the weekend, we're going to go into a bit more detail, but just to kind of just discuss Palace for a second. Sammy, let me come over to yourself. Spurs, out of both domestic cup competitions within a week, probably as toothless as players we've seen. Big players were certainly missing, we know that. But the other attacking players in that game just simply didn't step up. What did you make of that weekend's game, Sammy? Um... <laughs> I make of it which uh, what everybody else makes of it, uh, Ricky. But, I mean, let, let's talk about the players that are supposed to step up. Have we got them? I mean, have we got the players that are supposed to step in the place of Harry Kane? Deli Alley? I mean, I don't I don't think we have. Fernando Llorente, mate, come on. He's miles off the pace. He's miles off the pace. Who's there to back him up? Normally, when Kane's injured, Ali goes, he goes higher on the line and he steps up there and he's our saviour. They're all out. And let's not use. By the way, to those neutrals that are listening, let's not use injuries as a as 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 the scapegoat here. You know where were where was Rose, Lamella, Wanyama, Winks, the players that should have started, which I'm sure you're going to filter into, Ricky, in terms of the managerial decision that was made to not take that game seriously, which I think it was. You know, I'm disappointed. The players that were there to make it happen, Lucas Moura, the only player driving forward, in my opinion. Uh, the rest of it, oh, dare I say, and I'm, I'm, I am never negative, Ricky. I am mm. blinkered by Tottenham. I, I am one of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I bleed Tottenham. I'm, I'm honestly, it is the the X that keeps coming back for me. But let me tell you, it's it, that was it was absolutely dismal, wasn't it, pal? It was all wrong. It was it was a poor, very very poor performance. Yeah, I mean, we do this show each and every week because of our love of Tottenham. But Mike, let me get your thoughts on the weekend because. 
Stuart, question here from Stuart underscore M26 says, out of both cups in a week with some questionable team selections, are we becoming what we were ridiculing Arsenal for, for being a top four team? Thoughts on the weekend's performance, Mike, and that question? Firstly, if you take your three best players out of Liverpool, you take Salah, Firmino, Mane, they're in trouble. You take De Bruyne, Aguero, Sarn out, you know, even they would struggle to an extent. So I do appreciate it's been a really tough few weeks. Now, for me, the key was, you look at both games. When, I, when we got drawn against Chelsea, you think, uh, sorry, Crystal Palace, you think, oh, that, that is a tough away tie for a fourth round. Now, if Tottenham had beaten Chelsea in, in, on penalties, I'd have had no problem whatsoever with that team selection Sunday. Yeah. However, however, obviously we, Spurs are going into that game a bit flat. Um, typical Tottenham, that's the first time since, was it, 1980 that their way goals have gone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I saw that team, that said to me that this game is a hindrance. It's getting in the way of Watford and then Newcastle Saturday lunchtime. They're not the, that's not my words. That's the way. That's the way I think they saw it. Um, so it is a big disappointment. As I said, seeing the cup draw now is further disappointment. Um, and I'd also like this notion that people always put out polls. What would you rather, top four or cup? Stop bloody, stop separating it. Yeah, um, agree. That's what I'm. Getting off. My also, I knew it was. I massively agree with that. Yeah, I mean, also when the substitutes uh, happened, when there was no Winks or Rose, it was Wayne Yama who, okay, is understandably extremely rusty. He was uh, skipped in, come off. For me, good, good young kid, but Poss potentially getting ruined by being in these games where he might struggle because you, sp- you should really bring on kids when you're sort of doing well. That's that's my that's my view of it. Um, I thought Foyth was fantastic against uh, Wilf Sahar. See a lot of Palace. I thought Foyth was, was was really good. But no, it's it's a, it's a huge disappointment. Um, and you look at it, you look at it, you know, it, again, with the stadium issues, it's another season which you say, like last season, up in the air, a bit difficult with things going on outside the club. But Spurs fans, there's 5,500 yesterday. Mm. Again, phenomenal away support. They took an extra 1,000 when Palace didn't sell yep. their end. Uh, and I felt, I felt for them because I was in, I wasn't at that bit. I was, I was in the Palace side um, due to work commitments. But I really felt for them at the end as well. Um, so I Tottenham. Have to can I just, can I just say something though? Yeah, mm. I'm so sorry to be to just just cut in there. But just going back to, to to to, to what you were saying before, before we go into the the positive side of Spurs. Don't you feel as to how much he's missing? So 72% possession, 19 shots on on 19 goal attempts, sorry, but only four on goal, nine off goal. No matter who, who we had on there, we weren't trying hard enough. We weren't trying like Crystal, Crystal Palace deserved to win that game. Do we all agree? Do we, they deserve to win the yeah, game yeah. yesterday? But for me, for, for me, first half, unacceptable, poor. Cole Walker Peters, who I like, what are you doing? Trippier, penalty, right. unacceptable. Exactly. Second yeah. half, much better, worked harder. Ultimately, the quality wasn't there. I think Nkudu's final test, he failed it, unfortunately. You know, Lorenzo, yeah, the stats, I looked at the stats afterwards, they, they don't make good reading. You know, he's a guy who, who needs crossing the box. They didn't cross in the box. Wanyama, as I said, he was rusty as a nail. So, yeah. I mean, did Taylor took off. So disappointing. Yeah. But look, if Trippier puts that away, could be a different game. But then I look at it. I look at it on 70 minutes when those subs are made. Do Tottenham really want to replay here? I wasn't so sure. 
just on Palace. I mean, they came out, scored from their first attack, then got the penalty, and you'd argue they then sat on their lead and defended it well. No arguments about that. The slight difference with us, to your original point about us being in the top four and settling for it like, like Arsenal used to do, the big difference with that is Arsenal had it for 20 successive seasons and they were settling for fall, having been an invincible title-winning side. Tottenham have had it for three seasons in a row, having been a Europa League side for, for the vast majority of the 2000s. There's a big difference between those two things. If Tottenham, in 20 years' time, have not won a cup and not won a league, but have been in the Champions League every year, then I might be angry if we were settling for just being a top-four side. Big difference. Jace, let me ask you though about the team selection. Seven changes for Spurs as Nkudu made his first start for the club since January 2017 against Palace in the FA Cup. Starts for Foyf, Walker-Peters, Skip, Mora and Lorente. Aurea, Rose, Winks, Lamella and Sterling were available from the Spurs bench along with Wanyama who also returned. Trippier at right back. Well, there was no place in the squad for either Toby Alderweireld or Christian Eriksen. Now, before I get your thoughts on the team, I just want to read you out Pochettino's comments before the game as to why neither Alderweireld or Eriksen was in the team. And he said, on Eriksen, he's rested because he's so tired. He played a lot in the last few months. Of course, it is a massive risk to play with without him. It's 90 minutes. It's the FA Cup. It's a game you must win. But of course, I rest some players and I rest him and Toby. From a manager's point of view, it's time to start protecting them for a bit. The next four to six weeks of the season will define what happens and he needs his key players and Ericsson is the player you need to keep on the pitch. Thoughts on that, Jace? Well, for the last two months I've been hearing that he must rotate his side because these players keep getting put through everything and if they don't rotate they'll fall down and they'll get injured and we've got so many injuries at the moment. So he rotates the side and he's suddenly wrong to rotate it. That I can't understand. We've got, what, four games in... 10 days. We've just got out of a semi-final to Chelsea where he picked pretty much the strongest team he could possibly do. We have a massive game against Watford on Wednesday and then Newcastle Saturday lunchtime. So if he plays his full-strength team, is everyone happy if that's the team that then takes... The Palace team is the one that takes the field against Watford. Toby's rested Sorry. for Juan Foyth. Who was our best player yesterday? Yeah, Juan Foyth was the best player. For me, this game against Crystal Palace was more important for me personally, not everyone will feel the same, it's more important than Newcastle and Watford. That's how much I agree. the FA Cup means to me. I agree with you, mate, massively. I, I Sorry, I really it. do. I accept that. I, I totally accept that. But for the club's point of view, pay everyone. Don't forget, we've got to pay Toby and Ericsson and Kane and Delhi and everything they want. Whatever they want, you've got to pay them. We've got to go and spend 80 million on a midfielder and 80 million here and 80 million here. But we're going to say a, a, a cup that would win you 6 million quid to pay for all that isn't is, is more valuable than, than getting the, the 80 million in the Champions League to do it. I don't mind. I have no problem with going for the FA Cup. But can we please, in that case, stop saying, pay them whatever they want and start spending 80, 90 million quid? Because you can't do it. Mike, let me ask you, you know, we understand due to the amount of games we've got coming up, injuries we've had, that you might not want to risk starting Christian Eriksen. However, personally for me, I find it baffling when already Kane, Ali and Son are missing from this team. You at least don't have him as an option from the bench. I mean, he's the most creative player in this squad, Mike. Yeah, I know. It, oh, God. You have to look at it. 
we're looking at all from a fan's perspective here. If you had a board meeting and they broke the minutes down, they'd say, well, we make 70 million for reaching the Champions League quarterfinal and you win 3.5 million for winning the FA Cup. Now, it's horrible to say, but they will be thinking it. The debts have spiralled out of control of the stadium. It's all a financial situation at the moment. And it's painful for, for fans who are so desperate to win a trophy. I think, you know, if they don't win anything in 2010, it's the first time since the 30s Spurs won a, won a trophy on one of the decades. You know, it's, it's painful. It's, and as I said earlier, you know, I wish it wasn't either or. But I think the way they see it, you know, when you look at Tottenham, who haven't, didn't spend anything last summer. They've got Chelsea, Man United now down their throats. Arsenal are always a threat. You know, if Tottenham finish fifth or sixth, they will look at that as a complete and utter disaster. But us as fans want nothing more to win a trophy. It's just, it's the same thing we seem to be saying every single year. Now, you ask Lloris and Vertonghen, who have played in their best years of their career at Tottenham Hotspur, but they're in real danger of finishing their careers without a trophy. And they were going to say, yeah, we finished third last season. You ask them. Yeah, ask yeah. them. You well, know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, everyone's slagging off pots. Like, uh, I've, I've seen on social media, be careful. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, I know that some of these players sign new contracts because of their love for him. Oh, we, so yeah, please, people, whack, slagging him off too much. I know people get het up after the event, but be careful about what you're saying here. Because... I'm telling you, if Tottenham don't finish in the top four and Pochettino decides to leave, because I, I heard people a few weeks ago say, why would he go to Man United? Sorry, are we talking about Man United or Macclesfield? All right, it, he would consider it. Believe me, he'd consider mm. it. Of course he's yeah, going to consider it. I agree with safe. you. Ed he's, the, he's the best with him. He's the best with yeah. us. Yeah. I'm desperate yeah. for him. It's just, I think his comments are, are unfortunate, OK? I, I, I agree that people aren't happy with what he's saying. I get what he's saying in terms of Wiggins and the Portsmouth. I get it. I just don't think he's wording it very well, hence the disappointment in the fans' you know, reactions. Yeah, we're going to come on to the comments shortly, but on Pochettino, I think at the moment, as we stand as a, as a show here, I think we all believe he's still the right man for the club. He's done incredible things. For me, he's still the best manager of my lifetime. Listen, in terms of the show, we always want the show to be upbeat, but tonight's a difficult show to do because we've been out of two cups in a matter of four days and we generally want to see this Spurs team go and win something. And Jason, you know, you provide always the objective that, you know, Champions League is important to the club in terms of the financial structure. We are going to bring it on to that, but I want to ask you a question, Jason, in terms of the team selection before we move on and discuss Pochettino's comments. This is from Jeff Sill at Jeff Sill 53 who says, whatever the eleven selected, why can't we defend? Why do we always get done on the flanks but still leave too much space in front of our centre-backs? Would this eleven ever score? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all valid comments, all valid comments. And, and some of that re also reflects on when our, we pick what our, our perceived strongest team to be. Um, so we, we can't ignore that. Um, you know, we, we, we've constantly moaned about Trippier as a fullback. We've constantly moaned about Aurea as a fullback. We've wanted to see Carl Walker-Peters get a go. Well, hey, what? The fans got their view yesterday, didn't they? They, they wanted to see Carl Walker-Peters. We saw him and he made a, a horrendous mistake. So, so what are we going to do then? Go back to picking Aurier and, and Trippier and Ben Davis, and then people don't want them. Well, you can, you've got to pick some fullback for those games. So you know, it, it's, it's not you can't just say he took it too lightly or something when the, the players that 
that he picked are in place of the ones that nobody wanted picked in the first place. Genuinely believe we could have played for another 180. In fact, never mind another 180 minutes. I genuinely believe we could have waited to see Brexit and still <laughs> wouldn't have put a goal in. I'll be dead straight. <laughs> Sammy's back. Sammy's back on the show. Sammy, I like uh, this guy. I like this. Guy. He's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for it tonight because I've been practically nearly in tears over the weekend over this Spurs team. Blimey! But uh, Sammy, we've got another question here. That's what this, it does. It's what it does to you, mate, isn't it? It's why we love them. Um, this is from Z-Man11215, who says, When you saw the rotation, did you know the jumble schedule has made Potts choose? He's chosen the league over the cup. Champions League mm. in the new stadium matters to someone, whether it's Potch or it's Levy. The only way to attract the players we all want to see is the club being in the Champions League. The problem I have here at the moment is that I, we, we listen to Pochettino. I, li, I am, honestly, I am the bit... I, I love the man. I, I, I love Pochettino. I wear Pochettino pyjamas. I am his biggest <laughs> fan. Uh, I don't, but if anybody's got some out there, by the way, tap me up and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pay you for it in PayPal, no problem. But uh, but I, I love Pochettino. Has he made the right decisions? The last two cup games, it, when you lose a cup game to a lesser squad, let's let's admit it, sorry to Palace fans, you're a lesser squad than Tottenham Hotspur are at the moment. We shouldn't be losing games to you. When you lose it, what do you, what's the first thing you do? Oh, he changed the squad. He blamed the squad. So then it's the manager's fault. You know, I, d I don't necessarily think it was all Pochettino's fault. I think the players that were on the pitch, not going over all ground, Ricky Lorente, etc. They're, they're, they're old hat. They're not, they don't cut the mustard for me. They shouldn't be the players that are members of Tottenham Hotspur going into a billion-pound stadium. Absolutely ultra team. Guaranteed top four. Never mind should we be in the top four. Guaranteed title challenges. We are absolutely on that level. And we're playing for that. Lorente, you know, and we've got kids playing in the mid to just to try and make the game up. Is it the manager's fault? Yeah, he's got to take responsibility. Is he prioritising the Champions League? Well, yeah, of course he is. It's not true to say he's prioritising the Champions League over the Cups. It's true to say he's chosen the Champions League over the FA Cup. Four days before the FA Cup. I think I'm right that we were in a semi-final of a Cup tie, weren't we? We was, alright. Yeah, you're correct. So so we were in the semi-final of a cup tie, which apparently are things that he doesn't care about. We were in the semi-final for the fourth time in five years of a cup competition, but he doesn't care about them. We went to Arsenal in the quarter-final of that, knowing full well that if we won at Arsenal, we'd be facing a two-legged semi-final in the middle of January, when fixtures are, are crazy. But you can't say he doesn't care. His words after the game were an absolute disgrace to, 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 to dismiss it in the way that he did. But the actions say four semi-finals, one of which became a final in five years, doesn't suggest to me that this man doesn't give a tam about cup ties. Go out in the first or second round of every cup competition in every season. I think that's such a great point. Do you know who winds me up more than anyone? It's teams that are not going to go down and they aren't going to come in top six, right? Leicester, quarter-final of the Carabao Cup, made so many changes. They took Man City to penalties. They could be in the League Cup final now. Bournemouth, you ask any West Ham United fan, they were outraged on Saturday. And West Ham, an hour later, put out an Alan Outovich video. And thankfully, no West Ham fan saw through that. Look at that FA Cup at the moment. You listen, I listen to them and I go to press conferences myself. Every manager says, we're, you know, it's a big game for us. Big, we're going to make a few changes, but big game. 11 changes, bang, you're out, you know? And you have to say, I looked at Man City's team against Burnley on Saturday. 
practically their first team. I know everyone says they've got a huge squad, but they practically played their first team. And I totally agree with that on the uh, Pochettino situation. Just last few years, my only criticism was last season, he played Michel Bourne because I just don't think he's a good enough understudy. But now we've got Gazanigan, I don't have as much of an issue. I do feel the defence feel comfortable with Gazaniga and his distribution at Chelsea was absolutely outstanding. Now, he'll make mistakes. He, you know, he could take a slight bit of blame maybe for Wickham's goal and potentially Kante's if I'm being harsh. But I'm happy to, to go with him because he's young and he seems like a great character. But, yeah, he, he's... But I'm, 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 so I'm not going to slag Potch off too much over the Crystal Palace thing. Those players weren't good enough. They made, Potch didn't tell Walker-Peters to start playing basketball in the first half. And it, it maybe it's a little time to say, maybe like he's not overly ready. Everyone's desperate to get him in the side. Trippier's penalty, horrendous. But if these Never things didn't happen, you just don't Perfect. know what would happen. What we do know now, and Pochettino needs to, to get this and has to say this because he's he's someone as well who has in the past been offered players and said no. It's not everyone's having a pop of the board a lot, but Pochettino has been offered players. I do know that for a fact that he said no. And you look at it, top, we are desperate for players, but the, po- the previous signings, let's face it, 50-50 great, Son brilliant, Janssen her- terrible, Nkudu terrible, NG terrible. So the whole policy... And you're not, if we get new players in, they're not saying they're going to completely transform the side. They just need to be better than what we've got on the benches and maybe one in, in the 11. Because we, we know the 11's brilliant, but it's when we get injuries. There are Tottenham scouts everywhere. When you know they're looking at the youngster from Leeds, Jared Bowen of Hull. They're looking at Josh Madger from Sunderland. But at the ultimately, they decide not to pull the plug on these players at the moment. Um, you know, you're, your guess is as good as mine. For me, I, I, just, I just think you know the policy in the past. I think it's kind of scarred Poch in a way because let's face it, as I said just now, hit rate 50-50. Maurizio is now part of you know a three or four man policy. So he is now the manager, which is under his contract. So he would have the say. But I do know, as I said just now, that he has been offered players before and he, he, he hasn't wanted certain individuals. But I'm sure now he's going to realise that just two or three, even more, are just simply not good enough. What I want to do now, guys, I want you to listen back to Pochettino's post-match comments after the Crystal Palace game. And then we're going to have a discussion about the comments he has made in terms of the Cups and in terms of the Champions League. What's happened in the last four days in going out of the, the Carabao Cup and going out of the FA Cup? Has that taken a lot out of you and a lot out of your play? To arrive to the semi-final in Carabao Cup is only four, four teams on England. Only arrive Chelsea, Barton, City and Tottenham. We are out now. A lot of teams were out before, many months ago. And then, of course, we are disappointed in the FA Cup, but a little bit unlucky because we compete again a team that's, that uh, had all the wheat preparing uh, the game. And you know very well when you played a final. Um, happened with us our first season when we played uh, against Fiorentina in Florence uh, Thursday. And Chelsea had the all week only focus and thinking, preparing the, the final on Wembley the, the, on the Carabao Cup. And of course we lose, but of course it's always the, the it's not fair. 
It's not fair to to assess the the, the teams like it's in the opposite because um, until yesterday or before yesterday we were focusing the Carabao Cup and of course uh, today was a tough game again a, a very good side and and of course um, the condition when you compete um, are not the in a, you not compete in similar conditions sometimes you need to have some lucky that to arrive in better condition than the opponent and in that moment maybe you win a trophy. But again, we are going to create a debate that is to win a trophy is going to help the club um, to, to be on the, um, in a, the last level. Um, and I'm not agree with that. Only it's going to, um, to build your ego because uh, win a trophy, of course, after you can say, oh, you win a trophy. But on the reality, Tottenham is the most important is big always in the being consistent on the top four and playing Champions League that is the realistic thing for Tottenham and that is going to help the club to achieve the last the last level in the moment that we will be or Tottenham will be the real contenders and be on the last level yes that is the moment maybe to try to win some trophy to to improve your titles and 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 of course uh, your ego, but uh, um, today the club is doing fantastic. Being I think is is so successful because in the last four or five years we are fighting there with a big size in different way and and of course helping the club to achieve all the club uh, need to be a, a club in the level that today we are talking about Chelsea, United, City or Arsenal or, or Liverpool, of course. Jace, we have just listened back there to Maurizio Pochettino's post-match comments against Crystal Palace where he discussed Champions League, the FA Cup, what those competitions mean to him generally. And obviously the focus seems to be that it should be on the top four, not the Cups. He's defended his record at Spurs and argue claiming silverware would only serve to build egos rather than maintain progress. What's your thoughts, Jace, on those comments from Maurizio? Well, as I said, I think the, the actual comments are, uh, are appalling to say. Uh, and I, I cannot defend him for them. I think they're in, incredibly poorly thought out. The sentiment behind them, I totally understand. The, the fact is, since Enoch, if you like, took over, in those 17 years of the FA Cup, 15 years of those 17 FA Cups have been won by established top four clubs. The only two that didn't was Portsmouth and Wigan. In the 17 years of Enoch, in the Carling Cup or the League Cup or whatever you want to call it, again, they've been won by every single established top four club with the exception of Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Birmingham and Swansea. So the six non-top four clubs that have won Cups since Enoch's time None of them are now even in the Premier League. So, you know, the, the fact for me is when you become an established top four club, then your trophies will start to follow because naturally you become a bigger club, a better club, buying better players. Champions League seasons, Arsenal 15, Man United 15, Chelsea 14, Liverpool 10, Manchester City 9, Tottenham 4 of which only the last three have been in succession. Of course, you must become a top four club like the others have done and then the trophies have followed it once they've got there. This is from 
LWOS Tottenham Hotspur. He says, you guys deserve a medal for recording this show. Believe me, we're doing our best. He says, Pochettino keeps talking about the project at Spurs, but is it now starting to sound a little bit like he does little to protest too much? And I think he's referring to there what I can only imagine to be the lack of investment in the squad, Mike. What's your thoughts on that? Look, we're in a situation, aren't we, where, you know, we don't know the full facts of the stadium costs. We know no. they've spiralled out of control. We might, yeah, you we, are, know, we must stress that. We, we know that when people say, oh, just stay at Wembley for the rest of the season, well, that's nonsense because it's costing Spurs God knows how much per game to be at Wembley. I just want to get something clear on Pochettino because I know a couple of people are disappointed with a few comments, right? Comparing Pochettino... And then comparing Tottenham Hotspur in the Premier League from 92-93 to 2013-14. Poch, seasons four. Non-Poch, 22. Top four finishes, Poch, three. Non-Poch, two. Highest finishes, Poch, second. Non-Poch, fourth. Lowest finish, fifth. Non-Poch, 15th. <laughs> Average position, Poch, third. Non-Poch, ninth. Ha-ha. <laughs> Massive. Let's... let's Calm down. Agree. Yep. We have had a really long Christmas. Even the Christmas fixtures, Spurs had it worse. I, I had the list. Trust me. <laughs> the the team who had the best weekend weeks were Liverpool. Oh, is that Liverpool have just had two weeks in Dubai because they're out of both domestic cups? Okay. Let's calm down. It's, we're all disappointed, but things off the pitch are not hunky dory at the moment. We all know why. We've got things going on. Okay. So I'm totally with the manager. The comments weren't great, but as I said earlier, I sometimes feel he doesn't actually mean what he's totally saying. And also, when you get a manager 15 minutes after a full time, they say certain things and they sometimes want them redone. And I'm sure if you get Poch tomorrow and his pre-Watford presser, say it in a different, more articulated way. Okay. Sammy, let's get your thoughts on those comments. Because what I want to ask you is, the great flaw in Pochettino, this Cups versus Top 4 debate, is that he seems to think from those comments that the two things are mutually exclusive. I don't think they are. For a club of Spurs' side, I don't see why we shouldn't and couldn't be aiming for possibly both. We know his squad isn't deep enough. But the question I've got for you, Sammy, is that partly Pochettino's fault as well? I mean, I love Pochettino. Best manager of my lifetime. Want to see him at this club for many, many years. We know his squad isn't deep enough at Spurs. But is that partly his fault as well for maybe not trying to force the ball into giving him more money? Or is it like Mike says, we just don't know what goes on behind the scenes and therefore it's difficult to kind of make any assumptions? Correct. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But he's working with what he's got. Jesus Christ, hasn't he done well? I mean, Of course, yeah. Of course hasn't he, has. he done well? I, th I think what, 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 what he's doing is... He's, he's managing expectations, and I think Spurs fans need that. I mean, you know, we, 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 we've, you know, to, wanting top four to, to, to now say, you know, we're, we're genuine title contenders, to, to, to being in four competitions at the same time. And people, we, we are the team that everybody loves to sort of under, we, we, we are the, we're the human song of the Premier League, of, of football, aren't we? Because we just, we, it was so underrated in everything. And, and, and he's managing expectations, mate. That's what he's doing. He's looking at Tottenham and what they've achieved in the past and lately. And what he's not doing is, which, and do you know what? I value this. And I'm not just sticking up for Pochettino. He's not, he's not over-promising. He's, he's, he's being a realist. And, and I'm 
not just sticking up for him. He's saying, yeah, we could do this. Yeah, we could do that. But he's also saying, and he's saying it subliminally, look at what we've got. You know, we are trying to build a, a, a mansion with a few bricks. And, and unfortunately, it's going to take time. And when I'm given those bricks, you will see the finished product will be somewhere perfect to live. And, he's, he, he, you know, he's very cryptic in how he, how he does his interviews and, 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 and what he says. And you've got to respect the fact that the guy is managing expectations, in my opinion. Um, in, if you want my answer to the question, is it out of reach for us to, 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 to want to be considered for top four and considering a trophy? Um, the way Tottenham have been the last couple of years, mate, I see so much for them. It's unbelievable. And, and without sounding deluded, I don't think... I think now Spurs are considered to be completely challenging for the title, if not top two, top three, uh, with the last couple of seasons we've had and, and nicking a few trophies. And everybody's expecting it from us as well. There's all eyes on Tottenham, aren't there? Yep, there is indeed. What we must say is, I know the show... Many people seem to ask the question on Twitter, social media, are you Levy in? Are you Levy out? Are you Enoch out? Are you Enoch in? And I think what we have to say as a show, that I think the agenda for us is it's purely Tottenham Hotspur. Forget the board, forget everything. Spurs are Spurs. We support the club. That's the most important thing. We support these players and this manager. But Jason, we have a question in here. This is from John Wardell. I'm going to ask you it. And he says, is it time for Enoch to sell the club? Question mark. Their profit above success attitude means they are content with a healthy bank balance at the cost of success on the pitch. Lack of investment in players and wages is holding the club back. Has the club reached its limit under their tenure? I think that's um, I think that's a very fair point. What I've always said to that is I'm quite happy and I would love Enoch to sell the club, but there is no buyer no offers on the table, no queue to buy it. So do you expect them to throw it into a raffle and give it away as a donation to someone? <laughs> if somebody can come up with north of two million, uh, two billion pounds, I'm sure they'll listen. But the, the club was valued at 970 million. We've got a billion pound stadium. We'll then be looking at somebody that, having paid that, is going to invest what? a quarter of a billion, 250 million in its first year, and then we'll guarantee to continue to invest another 100, 150 million for the next five or six years after that. So you're looking at somebody that can come up with more or less three billion pounds to take over from Enoch. When that man arrives, I'll get down on my hands and knees and duck his shoes. But until that time comes, what is the point? I agree. Yeah. Thinking it, and and in, the the other thing I would say in terms of the, the term Levy out, right? Levy can leave the club tomorrow, and let's say the most vocal Levy out person became in charge. He still has to go to Joe Lewis and say, Joe, can you give me a check for two hundred and fifty million? Correct. Dollars? Correct. Spot on. Joe yeah. Lewis, but he's still going yeah. to say to him, on your bike. So Levy out does not solve the problem. The problem is the ownership, not Daniel Levy. OK, Jason, another question. I want to get your thoughts on this before I move it back around to Michael. 75 Retro says, is the Spurs board's lack of ambition with transfers or lack of them rubbing off on Pochettino's ambition to win a trophy? No excuse for team selection and substitutions. A very pissed off season ticket holder. Um... <clears throat> Again, I understand the question. I would say Tottenham's biggest problem is not the lack of ambition to win 
titles. It's the lack of genuine funds to win a title. And, and I'll give you a stat. Who did we play yesterday? Crystal Palace. Right. Tottenham Hotspur, in the last four years' revenue, is £453 million less than Chelsea, but it's £453 million more than Crystal Palace. Exactly the same number. So why are we judged by Chelsea standards, but nobody has a go at Palace for, for judging them against Tottenham standards, do they? Why isn't everyone saying, why isn't Palace's ambition to be in the top four? Because, because we're, a, we're a bigger between... club, though, Jace, aren't we? Yes, That's the but, thing. But, it's yes. what's expected of a club Sammy, like ours. Sammy, We've got to the where we're at. Is, Sammy, what I'm saying is, the gap in revenue between us and Chelsea and us in Palace is exactly the same. Mm. The gap I know what you're saying. Manchester, just... The gap between Manchester City and us is £671 million. Pounds. The gap in that time between us and Bournemouth is £666 million. Pounds. Yeah, I, I, I understand it, but we're, we're in the nearly, we're, we're the nearly their squad, aren't we? That's what we're we are. We're being judged, and clubs and people are asking us to show the ambition of teams that have spent 400, 500, and 600 million pounds revenue more than us. So it's, I'm sure if you asked Daniel Levy and said, Do you want to win the league tomorrow? He'll say yes, but he hasn't got the money to put that in place tomorrow. There's a big difference between the two and pay for the billion pound stadium. It's sad. I wish it was really different. I want us to win the league oh, tomorrow. We ought to. I, want we ought to. Us, yeah. I want us to win the FA Cup for the next 25 years in a row. But, but it's not But the signings that can be made, isn't there as well? You know, let's... I'm sorry to go off piece here, Ricky, but the signings that can be made that don't have to be bank breakers. They don't have to be bank breakers. You know, we're just not signing anyone. The people just want to see. Sometimes they want to just see some proactiveness. But it's got to be right, so Sammy. Just... That's got. Listen, it's got to be right. And I'm the one. I'm one of the people out there. I want to see signings. But for me personally, I'll still stand here and say it. This window is not for Tottenham. For where they want to improve the squad, for fullbacks, for central midfield, for a second striker, January transfer window is not right for Spurs. And believe me, I'm one of those guys that sat there at the weekend watched that game and I've said it before for as much as I enjoy seeing this Spurs team develop under Maurizio Pochettino it does now feel that the squad requires significant strengthening if it is to win trophies and look to push on domestically there for me is too many individual errors collectively within this group we've seen it too many times I'm still behind the manager I'm still behind his philosophy I still believe Maurizio Pochettino will bring a trophy to Spurs when that will be I don't know but all the talk of the stadium Levy, you know, all this about money spending and whatever. As you said, Mike, the money has been there for Pochettino to spend. We know that. You've said it. He's chosen not to spend it. He's placed faith instead in his squad and his own ability as a coach. It's admirable. I think he's doing a brilliant job that they're third. You know, of course. Chelsea, yeah, of course. Chelsea have just loaned out a striker they've paid 60 million quid for. Tottenham can't afford to do that. But Chelsea did. Chelsea have just got rid of Morata and brought in Higuain for God knows how much a week, right? Tottenham are third. They're above United, above Arsenal, above Chelsea, with uncertainty where they're playing their home matches week after week. They're in the last 16 of the Champions League, which after three games looked like a miracle. It's just, I think the disappointment was that there's two cups gone in four days. But if Tottenham win their next two league games, I think all will be well, a lot better again. But you know what? Like I said, 
the, the, the loss of Kane, I kind of accepted because I'm getting to the stage now. We know, I know about his ligaments and you expect it every season with him now, unfortunately. They'll never be the same. He might get that injury every season. Delhi Ali was the massive, massive loss. Of course he is, yeah. He's not popular with play, with teams outside Tottenham because he's so good. His record, goals and assists, is incredible. And I really noticed Spurs at Chelsea without Delhi Ali the other night. And we need him back instantly. Again, as to say, it's the, it's, the, it's the going out of two cups in four days, which has really hurt Tottenham. And hearing Poch's words, what he's really saying is that a club like Spurs need Champions League football. Yeah. Whereas the likes of City, it comes naturally. So mm. Guardiola can go play a first team against Burton and win 9-0. It comes naturally. They're going to finish in the top four. I think that's what he's trying to say. And as I say, I just don't think it came out very well. Mike, Thatchmo asked the question here, has Poch taken this squad as far as he possibly can? I personally think yes. he has. Without backing, yes. we'll go backwards, which in turn, yes. players will leave yes. and he may follow. Ricky, you can't keep playing snooker with a rope. That's, uh, you have to get some investment at some stage. I thought this would be the summer when I saw Liverpool. It was apparent to everyone. They're brilliant going forward, horrendous goalkeeper, poor at the back, and they sorted it by spending big, big money. Now, a team we finished nine above them, nine years in ten, look well well in front of us because they've sorted their problems out. City, yeah, they're well ahead. But I yes. he needs just look at the bench. Not, you look at it. Even when we've got a full strength team, there isn't that many you go, oh, he's gonna change the game. And when Ericsson's not, I mean, core. Have Tottenham got a job on keeping Ericsson now because he really makes them tick. And when Ericsson doesn't play, you have to notice it. Well, can He's I ask the heartbeat you of the squad. On Ericsson, Jace, I don't know if you listened to Jermaine Genius's comments after the game where he seemed to intimate that's what Spurs may need to do. And I want to get your thoughts. We discussed it on the Love Sports show as well. Lee's brought it up. Is if we were to sell a player like Christian Ericsson, like Liverpool did with Philip Coutinho, and invest that money back into the squad generally. Would you trust the board, the manager, to wisely spend that money if we did end up cashing on Christian Eriksen? <clears throat> that's that's difficult to say. I trust them to spend it wisely. I do trust them to spend it because it's happened to us before. We 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 sold Bell and we sold the equivalent of that Bell money. They didn't spend it on reflection. They didn't spend it well enough, but. If you said, having sold Bell, that you'd be bringing in the the top goal scorer from the Liga other than Ronaldo and Messi, that you'd be bringing in a player that won the, what was it, the, the best player of the year award in that Confederations Cup alongside Iniesta and Xavi and that for Brazil that summer, that you'll be taking this really promising young number 10 from Denmark on, that you'll be taking this £30 million guy from Roma who's one of the most promising young players in Europe and, and one of the most sought after. If you if you talk about buying those profiles, then they've done that before. It just didn't work. But they have done that before. So, yes, but, but you're right. When, when people say about the investment Liverpool have put in, they did. We mustn't forget to get Van Dijk and to get, uh, what's his, the goalkeeper, they sold at the time was their best player. They didn't have a billion-pound stadium to fund at that same time as well, did they? So there's a big difference. There is a big difference. The really sad part with Tottenham is that at the time 
when, when we decided we wanted that new stadium, we were a Europa League club. And so when Daniel Levy said, I don't think it'll affect our transfer activity, it's because we thought for the next five years we would continue to be a Champions League club. So we could buy uh, we could buy a bloke, the, the right back from Hoffenheim and the left back from Gonkamp and teams like that. And it would still keep us at the level of Carl Lawton and players like that. It wouldn't affect us overall. The f- sad thing is that Pochettino's done is he's gone so far in advance that we now say the players we need to be bringing in are Ndombele, De Ligt, De Jong, players like that. But we haven't got the money to do that, not to bring in those players. And I kind of get Sammy's point. We need to do just a little bit of spending. And he's right. But let's be honest amongst ourselves. If we went and signed Ndombele and said, right, we're going to go and sign this fantastic world-class or reputed to be world-class midfield player, it's going to cost us £80 Do you honestly believe there's a fan out there that will then say, well, that's it, we've done it now? Or do you think those fans will say... They'll want more, won't they? They'll want more. They'll, they'll say, awesome. forget that 80 million we've just spent. Yeah. Why aren't we spending 60 million on delict? Yeah, and you're right, you're right. Yeah. Delict, mm. They won't say, that's 150 million we've just spent. They'll say, why aren't we buying Higuain as a backup to Harry Kane? <laughs> I hear you, Jake. It's true. Yeah, it is true. You can't physically do it all when you're operating 600 million pounds below the clubs you're chasing. Mm. I mean, Sammy, I said it to you, and I, I still stand by the point I said earlier. I don't think this January window is right for us because I look at this Spurs squad now, and it is coming towards what I would say at the moment is a crossroads in a way. You've got players that are coming out of contract, players are getting older, and you know there's a lot of great youth coming through. Don't get me wrong, but I feel this is a massive summer now for Spurs because you look at the areas of the team that need improving: fullback, central midfield that second striker option, I mean, it does seem there's going to be a big summer of upheaval for Spurs, potentially. And I still say, again, I still think this manager's the right man for us. I still believe in him. And yeah, I, I just think this squad, for me, at the moment, as I said earlier, there just seems to have too many individual errors within it when you put this team collectively together as a group. And I feel that we're just missing maybe a couple of winners, maybe some proven Premier League players that have been there, done it, to get this team over the line if we do want to generally challenge for trophies and it isn't just all about top four Champions League yeah it only takes a couple of players Ricky doesn't it I mean you look at Liverpool and uh, I hate to use them as an example I do but uh, they went from you look at what their squad was like two seasons ago it's frightening and when you look at the changes that they've made the investments that they've made it, it obviously it's come into fruition um would we be saying the same thing if all our players were fit? And I think that's well, the so, argument. That's an important point. Yeah, listen, we're missing key players. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't, we. mate. The, no. the, the bottom line is we wouldn't. No. We're achieving phenomenal things. People, they come to Tottenham. Well, sorry, they don't just come to Tottenham. We go to them. People face Tottenham and don't want to play us. You know, I, I speak to City fans that go, oh, you're a bogey team. You guys, you know, brilliant. United fans, oh, crikey me, your manager's got it all right. Liverpool fans, Tottenham, oh, oh they're up and going. Everybody is looking at Tottenham and they know what's happening. They know what's happening. It's just that we want to fast-track the results. Yeah. And, and the problem you've got is you, the injuries were plagued by the injuries and then all of a sudden you, you, you place the blame, don't you? And it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's human behaviour. When things start going wrong, 
you start looking at where the root of the problem and and, and with that you become so you overanalyze absolutely everything you know we're talking about the board investment you know uh transfer windows uh pochettino playing the right squad the bottom line is we're winning five nil three weeks before that and you're not saying a fucking word about it. You're That's absolutely it. on cloud That's nine. And, and so there's so many variables to it all, you know. I'm so, let me, can I make my point clear? I'm pro Pochettino. I absolutely well, yeah. love the man. His philosophy uh, towards the game um, he's, he, he's just, I think he's a one off. I think he's, I think he's the best manager in football at the moment. I genuinely do. I think his best years are to come. Um, and also, you know, he's, he's love of the youth system as well. He's, is because the limited availability on the transfer market. We talk about spending all this money. Who's there, Ricky? Who do you put your money on at the moment? I mean, okay, you can pluck a couple of names out there. You can spend your money on. The, 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 the market, in my opinion, you might have a, a different opinion on this with his experience, it's not as broad as everybody's making it out to be. So you're playing these players on the big stage to see what they can do. Is it at, is it at our expense? Yeah. Are we learning the hard way? Yeah. But, you know, this manager is feeling out all the different aspects of Tottenham Hotspur at the moment to see what's right for us. So I agree with you. You know, I don't think it's the right time to spend at the moment. But would we be asking these questions, um, you know, if everything was hunky-dory? And, and the answer is definitely no. Can I also say, just on our ambition, Rick, that I'm not going to say Pochettino is our best manager since Bill Nick, because Keith Berkinshaw would, would definitely be the one after Bill Nick. But since Bill Nick, when people say Pochettino lacks ambition and things, Pochettino is the very first manager since then to talk about Tottenham trying to win the league title. That's the, his ambition. Champions League as well, Jason. Champions League as well. Right? Champions League as well. And Yeah, I think he said that, hasn't he? He yes, said yeah. he wants to take Tottenham to a level where they're competitive to win the biggest trophies. He doesn't say, like others have said, I hope we have a good cup run and can try and win a cup this year. Hmm. What's more ambitious, trying to win a cup the odd the odd time or actually trying to win and put a side together that's capable of competing for and winning the Premier League? Don't get me wrong, we're a long way from being at that side when you look at where City are. We're a long way. We don't look like we're going to win the league this year and we certainly probably don't look like we're going to win it next year. But that's the level he wants to take our football club to not the level where we just settle for a Carabao Cup once or twice every decade. That's the big difference in him. So how long then, Jace, is from Dave Ellis? How long do you give the project Tottenham under Poch? I think you genuinely have to allow that stadium to be up and running before you can... I, I, I certainly would do. I would say once that stadium's up and running, then absolutely I'll start to think, do you know what? Our revenue this year is as much as Chelsea. Our revenue now is beyond Arsenal. Our revenue now is only 50, 60 million behind Liverpool. So yeah. why shouldn't we be demanding them? But at the moment, when our revenue is 600 million behind Man United and things, then I don't think you can say that. So yeah, the stadium has to run. Next year, I hope we'll win a trophy, for sure. I couldn't agree with you more there, Jay. So, sorry, Ricky. I have to say, the stadium plays a big part for me, mate. And I'm sure it does for all Spurs fans. You, that, that's, that stadium's part of our identity. And regardless of how we've been at Wembley and how we've all accepted it and all this playing away from home malarkey that people have called it with us being at, at Wembley or unfair advantage or whatever it may be, 
we 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 haven't had an identity for a while. We need to get that stadium up, running and open. People need to start seeing that as coming to Spurs and seeing what impact it makes coming back to White Hart Lane and getting that that vibe back in the club. We've missed that, and that's still a huge part of us formulating. You know that I think the identity of where Tottenham Hotspur is heading in the next year or so. I do think, as much as I hate to say it, we're all impatient. We all we all see what's at at our fingertips with having a manager like Pochettino and superstars like Harry Kane we all want trophies immediately we all want results immediately we've still got a couple of years of morphing into the team that I think we're going to be Mike is that the painful thing do you think because we are so close now and that's what it is we can see it can't we we can see the aspects here of a, of a great squad we know he's a great manager and because we are so close now maybe closer than what we've ever been under this manager best squad okay I think many may argue that was 16, 17 season when we had Walker and Rose down the flanks. People may see that was the peak season. But because in this tenure we are of Poch, closest we've ever been, does this make it harder now to accept, which is why we're sitting here? And it's not a shambles, like Jason said the other week to me. Shambles is when you've got two points from eight games, you're facing relegation. We're third in the Premier League. You know, we're in the last 16 in the Champions League. It's by far from a shambles, but it is disappointing, isn't it? Gut-wrenching to go out of a couple of cups in the space of a couple of days. That's what hurts the most in Mike, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think people are starting to get used to, you know, winning well every week. You know, Everton 6-2, Bournemouth 5-0. I mean, incredible results, incredible performances, breathtaking. You know, and the word trophies is really starting to get on my nerves now. I mean, we've covered the fact that what Poch has played in the last few years... You know, it was a great day winning against Chelsea, God knows when, in the League Cup final. Do you know what happened a few months after that? Well, the players didn't stay. Robbie Keane went into Daniel Levy's office and demanded to go to Liverpool. Dimitar Berbatov refused to warm up. Winning the Carabao Cup isn't going to keep Ericsson if he wants to go. But it's a wonderful day for us. And winning a We hated seeing Arsenal winning the FA Cup last few years. But then you you get them honesty and say, well, I probably kept Wenger in a job for a bit longer. But, you know... (laughs) It's the combining it, like people separating it constantly. That's what really bugs me. Because if you don't understand why Tottenham need to finish in the top four, then you don't really understand modern football. And I'm afraid football has moved on since, you know, when I when I was growing up, the FA Cup was the competition. I'm sorry, yeah. there, was four, there was four three That's o'clock it. kickoffs Spot on. the third round. Third round day was the best day of the football calendar. Yeah. Even 10 years ago. Now, they're not existing three o'clock kickoffs anymore. There's VAR in half the match and VAR in, 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 and not VAR in the other half. You know, there's real flaws in that competition now. So, it's just not what it was anymore. Just let's not keep putting separations on it. Wonderful to win a cup. They all want to win a cup. But ultimately, Tottenham Hotspur in the new stadium want to be playing Real Madrid, not FC Vlogovlog in Group X of the Europa League. <laughs> Yeah. Real Madrid, not Accrington Stanley. That's what we're after. I'd also say, you know, on that, where, where Pochettino's getting flack for not caring about cups and things. You know, the last person that won us a cup was Juan de Ramos. Who loves him? That's a good point. Who loves him? Why, why was nobody saying, why are we sacking a, 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 a cup-winning manager? The one before that was George Graham, wasn't it? Do you remember anyone singing his name or did they sing the man in the raincoat and couldn't wait to see the back of him? So our last two trophy-win managers have been treated with utter contempt by Spurs fans. They won trophies. Surely we should be anointing them as legends of the club. But we don't. 
So what good was winning a trophy to them as managers? Counted for nothing. Absolutely nothing. They get no credit for it, no respect for it, no love for it. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, that's, that's where I don't understand the hypocrisy of it all. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Listen, chaps, I think we've had the conversation. It's been tough. We've covered it as best as we can. Let's look ahead to Watford because these players, this manager, has got to pick themselves up for now what's going to be a really tough test against Watford. The opportunity for Hummin Son to potentially be back in his side. And, Jace, I want to come over to you to start this Watford preview for the next couple of minutes because you was the person that sat there and told me at the time with Hummin Son that you don't know what kind of Sonny you're going to get back. And we've heard the comments from Son in the last couple of days where he's come out and said that he feels physically exhausted, mentally drained from that. Are you concerned about the Hummin Son we're going to get back or do you just want to see him back out on that pitch due to our injury crisis? Well, you're right. I said it. I said all along, I'd like to see 14 games of the rest of the season with a buzzing, happy Son than 15 games with a miserable, depressed Son. Hopefully, he'll be fine for Watford. Hopefully, he's had a bit of TLC this week, the change of environment, the players have got behind him, a bit of an arm around the shoulder, and, and he'll be fine. But it's over the course of 15 games that it does concern me how he'll be. Fingers crossed he'll be all right. He's got a good scoring record against Watford, hasn't he? That wonderful back heel last-minute winner a couple of years ago at, at, uh, at Vicarage Road. He scored a couple of cracking goals, didn't he, in the, the last season against them at White Hart Lane. He's got good memories of Watford. We need to beat Watford, but it will be interesting to see that everyone that suddenly doesn't care about top four football anymore, they only care about trophies. You watch them all come moaning and groaning if we lose to Watford. I'm worried about Watford. I'm worried about yeah. it. it just They're works. seventh. Very good side. They're not going to be yeah. easy. They, they, they worry me. They're a bogey team. They're a bogey team. They're one of those that just, that just it's just never an easy fight. You know, you, you expect it to be I expect it to be three points, and it never is. It's always a battle. Sonny's going to make a massive difference there. And and here's this as well, right? So Watford are seventh, right? No chance they're going down. They won't, and they won't finish in the top six unless they win every single game. But Javi Gracia made eleven changes for Newcastle away. Chris Sutton called them a disgrace, but they go and win two 0 Watford actually have a very decent team at the moment. A friend of mine, Miles, he's he said why Watford made these changes, and I think God, when when did, when did Watford have a big squad all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's actually unbelievable. And they're seventh, but even though they're seventh, he made eleven changes, so they'll be fresh. My worry with Dylan Son, he was absolutely outstanding when he didn't go for international duty in November. Yeah. Oh my God, how good was he? Oh, it was incredible. Amazing. Oh, now everyone, poor old Son is going to expect him to come back. That's it, and, isn't it? Yep. I would. I, now I know this isn't very popular, but in terms of the long term. I would be tempted to not even play on Wednesday. He's going to play. But I am worried about Son because he's uh, he seems really low. And as Poch said, he's knackered. So I do wonder what kind of influence he'll have on Wednesday, whether he'll be on the bench and he might come on if, if we're not winning. It's interesting to see. On Son, Jason says he's going to come back into the squad, arms around the shoulder. But let's not forget, he's coming into a Spurs squad, low on confidence as well out of two cups in the space of four days, just how much does that affect the player? Because he's not coming back into a Spurs side that's thriving. Is yeah. this the right time to throw him back in? I want to see Sonny out there. I want to see him score goals. I just, like you said, for his own confidence, is it the right time to just throw him back into it? 
Well, I mean, you know what? I mean, I felt bad on Friday, but I jumped up in the air when it was full time and they lost to Qatar. Oh, we all did. Uh, the thing yeah, we all did. Cheers. yeah, cheers. Nice one. Son's crying. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, like, you know, it does frustrate me. They've got so many cups, but he, he, Son really, it does hurt him. He's a proud, proud national man. He's, he is proud. And it was interesting hearing Poch on the, after all the comments after the Crystal Palace came in, he seemed a bit concerned about Son as if, you know, so I just I would I would really urge Spurs fans not to sort of put too much pressure on him. A fit and raring he's got to, to put go pressure on himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's so emotional. Fit and raring to go, Son, in the Harry Kane position. Well, it sounds crazy, but we didn't miss Harry the last couple of seasons when Son was pushed up front. Yeah, really, he, he was absolutely phenomenal. He gives them something more, gives them a bit of pace. Yeah, um, he, so he steps just, up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but my only concern is he's coming back from three. Grueling Cup matches, you know, I, I'm not going to expect too much of him, that's for sure. sense of, of people getting frustrated as how many tournaments Korea have, the, the tournament they've just been in is exactly the same to them as the African Cup of Nations. And that always used to be January, February as well, didn't it? And it's once every four years, that tournament. The other tournament we, we, that he went to this year, Spurs chose to release him for that tournament. Leverkusen, when he was with them, refused to release him for that tournament. And Tottenham could quite easily have refused that release. The problem was it suited Tottenham for him to go to win the military exemption that keeps him at Tottenham for four years. We could have said, sorry, Sonny, you're not going. We'll keep you for those three Premier League games you'll miss, but we then won't have you for the next three years. So it's not Korea's fault that we released him for that earlier tournament. Sammy, what's your thoughts going to this Watford game? How important is it now to get back to winning ways, purely for confidence reasons, you'd say at the moment? It, it's massive, mate. It's massive because they're the type of games, like I was saying, that, that Spurs fans believe we should be winning. You look at last season, you look at when we finished short even of the of the Premier League. I mean, you know, um, it's the, the games that we lost were were fundamentals. They were games we should have been winning. They weren't like, you know, one nils against City or whatever. They were just they were they were games against clubs that we should should be winning against. And you count Watford as one of those clubs, but on the on the other hand, how tough are they? You know, how how good have Watford got? How strong are they at home? You know, it's um it's for me it's a game that really it it, it makes me nervous. I prefer bigger matches sometimes, I really do. You know, I feel a lot more confident against Top six, okay, right, the seventh, okay, whatever. But you know, I do. I feel a lot more confident against some of the bigger clubs, your Watfords and your and, and your mid tables. They're the ones where I where I worry. Okay. Um, I, I think Son. Can I just say about the Son scenario? Um, playing him up top, um, he plays up top automatically on his own. When the when if, if Kane's Kane is just as good a provider as he is as a striker, as we all know. If he's playing that role, and sometimes he does, he sits back then Son always gets forward. He, he, he's so... He uses his intuition to get forward. He, he's a natural goal scorer. And I genuinely believe, just having been on there, I just want to see shots at goal, Ricky. I want to see the ball hitting the keeper and him dropping it. I want the keeper tested. And you need players like Son to just give you some of those opportunities. At the moment, you wonder where they're going to come from. OK. Mike, thoughts, preview, prediction? Give us it very quickly. Oh, tough, Ricky. Honestly, I, I mean, it's so hard, isn't it, to 
come on here and like we I've, I've tried to be as positive as possible and I think I have done Oh you have pop. yeah listen I think yeah. it's been fair balance as best as we can but, under the circumstances but, what can we do Yeah I mean look Rose will be back in Toby will be back in Ericsson will be back in I mean I love Danny Rose left back I, I don't know about you but I don't oh. I hate seeing players get injured but as soon as he came yeah. on for Davis we were we were a different team We were So yeah I think Spurs are good at responding um I'm going to say a tight 2-1 win for Tottenham Okay Sammy, can I just say, I promise you we're going to have you again on this season because everyone that's listened to you in the past knows you've been up, you've been up beaten live as you've always been, but we love you at your best. We love you through the analogies and we've not been able to have many tonight because of the nature of this show, but we've you've got, got to promise me, mate, you're going no, to be back listen, on this we're... show for me this season again. You've got to promise <laughs> me. <laughs> we're all in the same boat, mate. You were all feeling a little bit... Um, gee, I mean, I'm edgy. I'm, that's the best way I can describe it. I'm fucking edgy when people are mentioning Tottenham. And then my pal's taking the mickey out of me on the treadmill this morning in the gym going, oh, let me tell you now, you're fifth, you're fifth, United are going to come up. And he's going, you're going to lose your next two games. Dortmund are going to do you over 3-1. And I'm listening and I'm going, he's... He, is, is he right? Oh, <laughs> is don't he right? start agreeing with him, Sammy. He could be right. Mate, that's where I'm feeling. I need this positivity back. And listen, I'm here for it all. I, you know, I, it's it's very difficult at the moment, these testing times. You want to see your stars back, don't you? You know, I'm I'm, I'm going through a little bit of a, of, a, of a hangover at the moment with what Tottenham have been through. And I'm experiencing what everybody else is. But we, we, st- we stand behind us. We support everybody that wears the badge. And, and, and come on, you Spurs. OK. No prediction, Sammy, for this one? 2-1. Two one. Tottenham. Okay, Jace, I've got to come round here. <laughs> this yeah, is tough. Me. I know, I know. Um, I am. The first thing for me, we must do if we're to win, is keep a clean sheet because we failed to handle them at set pieces. We've been weak from corners all year. I think it's a massive game for Toby, Yan, Sanchez, Eric Dyer, whoever's playing, to make sure. We are watertight at, at set pieces and they don't give a sniff away because we are going to be struggling for goals despite Sonny coming back. We're not going to score five, are we? So we, we absolutely, for me, we must keep a clean sheet if we're to win the game. OK. So, so I'll go for a 1-0 win and pray that we keep that clean sheet. OK. Fantastic. Well, guys, can I just say again, we've had over 80 questions this week, so I can't thank you enough. And I just want to say on the show, we always try to make them upbeat, lively, as positive as we can. But I think tonight it's been a real show. We've said it as it is. It hasn't been easy, but we love this side. We love Maurizio Pochettino. We want to see this Spurs team go on and win things. Keep the faith. Keep the belief. And as always, up the Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.